listening to CFRC 101.9 FM here in Kingston, and welcome to Screening in Kingston. So I got a, a weird setup. My chair is a little slanty and very low to the ground so hopefully everyone can hear me it really puts me in the power position yeah. <laughs> for, for this episode yeah i'm i think we can hear you fine feel like a tiny little hamster perched oh, on, perched on my seat and you're going to be doing the vast majority of the work today um, it's true because you saw two films and i gushed over the new avengers movie and didn't see any movies this week because i've just been thinking about You've been avengers single-minded i have thought of little else uh, I watched the trailer, the only one trailer. I, I stopped watching trailers because I didn't want to be spoiled on anything. So there's one trailer I watch several Spoil times per free. day. Yes, and I picked up on the weekend this Entertainment Weekly, The Ultimate Guide to the Avengers, um, inside all 22 films collector's edition magazine. How much does that set you back? Uh, well, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> the point <laughs> is... Magazines are expensive. Oh, yeah. The point is, is I have been reading this and catching up and just trying to to live in the world of the Avengers. And I just decided this 12 seconds ago before Ooh. we started the show. I just decided that I'm going to go see Captain Marvel tomorrow again to kind of really prepare myself. Well, I've been seeing um, flow charts on um, the way you should watch the movies to mm -hmm. prepare you for this movie. Yeah. Um, so you think Captain Marvel's a good one to refresh you on? Well, like, I'm surprised. Infinity, Avengers Infinity War is the one that directly leads into yeah. this movie. But I, I mean, I, I watched it on the weekend again, but had already watched it several times leading okay. up to this. I just thought to kind of get myself back in the mood of going to the theater and seeing a Marvel movie, I'll go check out Captain Marvel tomorrow again. And I also want to pick up my ticket. So I bought 14 tickets, mm -hmm. but I only have the reference number. I'm going to feel a lot better with the physical tickets in my hand. So it's also just to make myself feel better. So tomorrow night, you I think. You can't print them off? No, you have to do it at the theater now. They've changed the system. So I'm going to go to the theater with my reference numbers, get all my tickets printed, maybe then stick around and see Captain Marvel and then... You get know. some popcorn. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. We'll so, see. That was, so you did watch a movie this week. Yes, it was just Avengers Infinity War. <laughs> My non-work movie was Pee-wee's Big Adventure last night. Oh, yes. Night. Uh, the, um, is that the Tim Burton director? Yeah. One? Okay. Yeah. So, an uh, old favorite of mine. But my boyfriend had never seen it before, so mm. he said that there was a lot of Taylorisms in the movie. So maybe, listeners, you know, a lot of the time you guys seem to pick, try to pick movies that suit our personalities. Pee-wee's Big Adventure is a Taylor movie. Mm. I could see that. Yeah. I could see that. I could see Old really Tim Burton when he was still good. Yeah. 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 Anyways, <laughs> and that, should we talk about what's at hand? I guess so. I mean, we, you know, what does it even matter? Because Avengers Endgame opens Thursday, so you know, nothing else matters. <laughs> nothing else is important in the world. We are going to preview that movie a bit today. That's one of the things we're going to talk about. Well, Mike talk will, about. because I, will. I obviously yeah, yeah, have no. That's fine. There's lots of people out there who care, so I will. I'm going to talk to them <laughs> and preview this movie and talk about that. Um, Taylor's going to review Stockholm, uh -huh. um, which you saw at the screening room. Yes. And Hellboy. Saw it at the big which theater. you saw at the big theater, which, you know, that you went on kind of your own accord. We didn't it send was. you there. That wasn't a I show said, thing. Dan, I want to see Hellboy. And he said, oh, I'm probably going to see it with my guy friends. And I said, nope, you're seeing it with me. So. And, that, and that was the end of that. Con and then Dan <laughs> saw it with you. And that, was, <laughs> that was the end of that. Yeah. I want to give a little shout out. A friend of mine, uh, Andrew, sent me 
a uh, we're, we're going to put it out on our social media but he sent me a picture of a movie theater that has all the movie listings like Dumbo Captain Marvel and it says heck boy because they didn't want to say Hellboy, <laughs> so they said they said heck boy I always learned that when you're talking about um, hell is the location is technically not a swear word I just I don't know I I never thought hell was a swear word. I think it is. I think you like. I think in context, if you say it in a certain way, it's considered a swear word. Like, holy H. Yeah, yeah. We if, would if say you're ta- holy when you're saying because when you're double hockey stick. Yeah, if, but when you're saying like you couldn't say that in elementary school, but you can say Hellboy because it, he's from hell. That's the idea. Like that's the location. Right. So, but I remember I know, you like could back not back in you know, the day, like old timey hell was a swear word, but like today. Oh, no, I'm sure in today's world. I'm just saying, I think that I think I remember that from uh, elementary okay. school. Like of the rule, could, the rule was you, you well, we went to Catholic school, so yes, you know, did, of course, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, at some point they're gonna, <laughs> yeah, we need to say hell they're without the kids to, being yeah. like, Woo! yeah, they're gonna have to. I'm just clarifying for everyone Got it. As, as to why we can say that on air because I think we're because we're talking about the location and we are a family friendly show, yes, so we try to keep the family friendly, but, but maybe you know, the station master will get mad at us and we'll have to edit. Heck oh, boy. no, I don't think so. <laughs> not not in the context that we're talking about. No, there's no way. I think uh, I think we'll be okay. I think because again, it's it's and that's interesting, like the theater changed it to, to heck boy because they thought. It's probably, I, I assume it's some American town, probably, yeah. you know, somewhere they're in, very... Somewhere. <laughs> yeah. No, I think, uh, I think we're, uh, we're, we're a conservative, family-friendly show, but I think yeah. in this context, we're, we're good. We're allowed. Yeah. We have I can't the... believe we just talked about that for like two minutes, though. <laughs> we actually just Is had that heck debate boy a swear word? <laughs> on, on this show. That's, that's how fun we are. So well, that, that's what we're doing. We're we don't have any these. fan questions today. We don't. Which makes me very sad. <laughs> That's well, my favorite segment. You know, if if I know our fans, and I think I do, most of them are preoccupied with Avengers Endgame coming out this Friday with preview performances on Thursday that I'm going to see. We also kind of saw weird movies last week. The woman who loves giraffes. That's true. That's true. <laughs> like, what yeah. are you going to write in? Taylor, what's your favorite animal? Yeah, what's, the, what's your favorite name for a giraffe? Henry. Maurice. Maurice. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much this episode's going to be a little different because we don't have fan questions. We have a couple movies to review. We're going to preview Avengers Endgame. We're going to get into some news, but I guess it was, according to you, the headlines, it was It was even a little a, bit of a slow week, slow week. in terms of um, movie news. Like, nothing to me that was like, oh, wow, noteworthy. We are going to talk about Jason... Uh, Momoa? Momoa. Jason Momoa's beard or lack thereof jason momoa has shaved his beard and it's making news and everybody is questioning everything so have that to look forward to at the end of the show the end segment there but uh yeah it's kind of you know just a little bit of a hodgepodge this episode nothing wrong with that and that's because you know the world is a hodgepodge it is and the world of, of movies really much is and there's a big event movie coming out this week things are a little bit slower because the lead up the lead up to avengers endgame and very smartly so there are not a lot of movies opening up this week there's not a lot of wide releases i'm sure um after thursday the headlines are gonna all be like speculating about the next Mm -hmm. marvel movie and casting well and and like that and with with that in mind 
I have a little game that we're going to play later as well. Yes. That's going to be part of this. Or we could do that first before we do the movie review because we have time before we normally do the movie review. And it's called Taylor's Phase 4. <laughs> and this is a game that Taylor will be casting characters in the Phase 4 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. All right. Speaking of casting, um, Natalie Portman was at the red carpet for the Avengers. Mm-hmm. That was a headline. Well, yeah, she was she was in two of the Thor movies. So they're they're thinking, is she in the Avengers movie? Does she make a cameo? That's a good question. So that was one of the headlines, which I didn't include in our normal mm. segment because it's kind of one of those headlines that doesn't fit properly. But anyways. For people who are watching the new movie news, Natalie Portman was <laughs> at the at the uh, screening there because she played a character from the comic books who was she's a doctor you know, doctor Dr. Jane Foster who who was like an archaeologist. What is she? An well, archaeologist? no, or? it's more she more studies space and oh, physics more so it. than than archaeology. But I think. I believe, though, you're right that she does have some sort of a background in archaeology because she knew, knows a lot about mythology and that. Yeah, that's that why well. that yeah. was why I thought maybe. Yeah. But I do remember it's like it's physics. Thor comes. Rag- she's tracking with her team some sort of a strange phenomenon in the sky, and that is that Thor came down in what is called the Bifrost, but they don't know that. Um, and they were tracking signals and stuff on Earth when when all that was happening. Yeah. And she's kind of awkward. Um, no. I remember her being kind of awkward. I think she was, um, what's, what's the right word? She was distracted by Thor, but I don't think she, she's an awkward person. Men probably found that endearing. Women just thought she was being awkward. Oh, no. <laughs> she, no, no, she's, <laughs> she's not that awkward. <laughs> but. Anyways, so do you want to play our game now? Let's or do, do the game do... now. Let's, okay. let's kick off with the game, and then we'll move on to our movie reviews. Got and it. And we'll go from there. So as I said, this is called Taylor's Phase 4. I'm surprised you didn't give me intro music. I, I actually was working on something this afternoon, and it didn't work. Fair enough. I tried. I tried. I okay. had something that I was very proud points of. Points for trying. Yeah, I, I did try. Well, there's no points for trying. Um, so how this game works is Taylor is going to hear a description from me about a character that has thus far not been seen in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm going to give a quick description, talk a little bit about the powers, and Taylor is going to cast that role <laughs> with some sort of a famous person or some sort of an It's going to be hard because I always forget people's names. I'll help you with names. Okay. If you think of <laughs> and then I'm going to tell you who's rumored, and we're going to see how close you are. Okay. So, so should game. I do... So for me, it's not dream casting. It's more so I need to try... I need to you try to... put it. yourself in the head of the people running this, saying, who do I think would actually fit, and so, who would they actually go for? Real normies. Yes. Got it. Um, and, and I will say, everyone rumored, is is of a level of fame that you would you would know them? Yeah, because that like I said, they're real normies. Yes, yeah. The yeah. casting is not. Well, hold on. <laughs> Don't get me. Well, no, 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 no. The ca- there is nothing wrong with the Marvel Cinematic Universe's casting. I'm just saying, yeah, great... they're just real normal, run of the mill. You got Scarlett Johansson. You got. <laughs> Are you out of your mind? What are you? <laughs> what? You got Ant Man. He's in everything. Paul Rudd. <laughs> That's right. He's like pretty normal. Okay, we're moving on. <laughs> We're going to do this. Um, so, and then actually, if you if you have a dream casting in mind that you think is out there, give it to us too, because I want to hear how non-normal that is. Okay, you ready for this? Yes. So first up, Squirrel Girl. Oh, I know about her because of um, Ryan North 
I know about him. He writes for Squirrel Girl. Yes, yes. And he does dinosaur comics. So I actually know more okay. about Squirrel Girl. So you know some stuff. Okay, well then I, I won't give too much away, but other than the fact that Squirrel Girl is generally a teenager who has red hair, some may scoff. So her name is Doreen Green. That's her name. So some may scoff at Doreen Green when they meet her, but she's she uses her squirrel-like abilities and positive attitude to take down some notable foes. So she's very positive, very like high energy. Often she's not taken very seriously as members of, of the Avengers or, or different, the Young Avengers or whatever team she's been part of, um, but always comes through in the end because actually having the abilities of a squirrel would be somewhat useful, the ability she to climb talk to and talk to squirrels and that type of thing. So that is Squirrel Girl. So Off what do you think? top of my head, I would say Emma Stone. Okay. Um, but Emma Stone's a little bit, she's kind of been aged out. Um... But I'm trying to think of, like, quirky. I don't know a lot of teen actresses. Well, the person rumored is not a teenager. Okay. Um, but definitely, you know, Emma Stone is certainly along the lines, like, younger. Yeah. Um, and she, to me, Squirrel Girl would be more comedic. Mm -hmm. Emma Stone's a comedic actress. Mm -hmm. Um so that's my guess. So you're 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 casting Emma Stone yes, as that's Squirrel Girl. Girl. Okay. So the rumored person is Anna Kendrick. Oh, I hate Anna Kendrick. Rumored <laughs> to be Squirrel Girl. She's so annoying. Um, but Emma Stone would be a great choice. So, but we'll we'll put that down because we're going to release this list on social and media. So later. they're going to give Anna Kendrick a, a red wig. This isn't this isn't a confirmed thing. I think they're going more for a brunette brown squirrel with yeah her. i think that's the idea this is just more what's been rumored got that, it but well okay so emma stone playing squirrel okay adam warlock is the next i don't know this guy so adam warlock was created by a group of researchers who call themselves the beehive the goal of these researchers were to create the perfect human being in order to combat the avengers but then he eventually turns good so first evil then good yes so he starts off as evil but the idea is that they are creating the perfect human being so you said you saw the guardians of the galaxy yes so part of do you remember the the goal in the second movie the Guardians? his dad is a semi-god forget that no not that oh. <laughs> remember the people at the beginning that they're they're um, stealing the batteries for they're protecting the batteries for the gold people their, their face yeah. are painted gold they are the group who create Adam Warlock so he generally uh, okay. has gold skin gold? Um, blonde hair but the idea is yeah the per think of the perfect human being and well, Alexander Skarsgård okay. <laughs> okay so Alexander is that your answer based on my dreams as of late Alexander okay, so Alexander Skarsgård or like um or Chris Pine, we, but oh. um, but isn't he? He's not in Marvel yet. Okay, because his his role in Wonder Woman's a DC movie. Okay, so but I'm gonna go Alexander Skarsgård because he kind of has he's like our generation. No, I was almost like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like I'm picturing picturing like an Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> a lot skinnier and less muscular. I know, but like we don't have because John Cena is not good enough, no, good no, looking he's enough he's to not. be like a perfect. Yeah. Anyways, I say it's so Skarsgård. Okay, so the rumor is Zac Efron. <laughs> this is, I know, that's not <laughs> clearly you and the you know, completely different ideas. Zac Efron is, I like Zac Efron, but like, I don't picture, he has to have like the gravitas. Yeah, I, I definitely think that your, your pick fits the description more so, yeah. but I do think... I like Zac Efron as an actor. I think he's gotten a lot better. I think it'd be interesting for him to take like on something him. like that. But yeah. 
Okay. Okay. So the I'm next zero for two right zero now. Zero for two. The next one though, I think you're gonna be fine with. Okay. She Hulk. So it's the Hulk, but the female version of it. Are so, they dating? No, they're actually not. So she she had a similar thing happen where it's basically um, she. I mean, it's different in the movies, but basically there's this chemical that, that ends up getting getting inside her. And she is a mild-mannered lawyer who, if she gets angry or mad, turns into the She-Hulk. But she's a lawyer, and lawyers are put in really tense situations, I would imagine. So she hulks her out? That's what's the that. whole problem. And she's one of the most interesting characters, and people have been wanting to see her um, in, in this because of the fact that she's... Um, she's a lawyer and, and kind of has this side to her. So kind of like that daredevil, like you're a lawyer, but then at night you seek justice and that type of thing. I would cast Alison Brie. Is okay. that her name? Uh, uh, who, uh, yeah, there's a person named Alison Brie. Yeah. Who you think? She's dating one of the... Um, she's married to a Franco. Dave Franco. Yep. Yes, so I yes. would say Alison Brie is my mild minor, mild-mannered lawyer by day, hulked-out woman by night. Okay, and uh, so th- so this is the person who is rumored, Alison Brie. <laughs> so you got I knew that. It. You got that one. You got that, <laughs> that one. That would right. be good casting. Um, so Alison Brie is your casting, and that is one of the rumors that Alison Brie is being considered for Shield. Yeah. Um, okay, Galactus. She's an alien. Uh, male. Oh, uh, it's Galactus. kind of a feminine name. Okay. <laughs> Galactus is a male, is a villain, and actually appeared in the second Fantastic Four movie, but was basically just a cloud. Galactus has been controlling a lot of things happening in the universe for a long time. Very powerful villain, right up there with a Thanos-level person who can sort of devour planets and that type of thing. So Galactus... Um, often represented as, as a sort of massive, large being in space. So Galactus. Will it be a person or just their voice? I would imagine it'll just be their voice and it would be CGI. Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. That's interesting. <laughs> well, because it's going to be like a disembodied <laughs> a a lot voice. Why? Is Morgan Freeman canceled? Uh, there were some issues with Morgan Freeman. You just haven't hear, heard much from him, but yeah, there were some stuff with Morgan uh, Freeman. Oh, maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe I should recast. <laughs> well, Morgan no, Freeman. because... Anthony Hopkins is already in the Thor movies. I picture someone like older mm-hmm. with like a distinguished voice. And you are not far off, I would say, from who, who some of Freeman. the people they're considering. Yeah, in terms of that type of person, the older g- got the voice yeah. that you can recognize. Yeah. So who is it? Ian McKellen. Uh, Lord of the Rings. Right. Um, Gandalf. Gandalf, and then okay. he was in the X Men movies. Got um, it. Played the villain in there. So well, yeah, like a, one. I would have any yeah. older male yeah. <laughs> would yeah. have been okay. So last one, Nova. Now Nova has been both male and female, but I chose the female version of Nova because I think that they're going to try to put more female superheroes in it. So the, the last one is Nova, who again from the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. You remember Glenn Close's planet? No. Okay, so the Nova Core was the name of a planet. Those uh, police like people. Earth. Yeah, and John C. Riley was like yeah. a police. So Nova is one of them. Is a person from that who gets powers and kind of has the ability so to a bureaucrat. Kind of, but a little bit more of a uh, sort of like space police. Okay. Think of this person as space, space police. Space police, but with powers. Powers. Female. Um, highly driven um, and want, is one of the first people from Nova who feels that they can help people from other species and other cultures as opposed to just their own. Nova's been very closed off generally, and this is somebody who wants to kind of get out there. So Nova. 
That sounds boring. Like, I don't know. I can't cast anyone. That sounds like it's going to be like a boring boring superhero. Yeah, it's one of the ones where I think they, they need to add a lot to the backstory and kind of make it work. And I feel like um, this is going to be like a diversity. For her. Higher. Yeah, <laughs> and some of the people that they're considering, yeah, it's, it's like they could do, there's more flexibility with, with a character that's not as well known. Uh, so what are your thoughts? I don't. I don't. This one pass. <laughs> you, you can't pass. Give us a. Give us any any idea. Any what's who's an actress you think needs a breakthrough? The girl from, um, to all the boys I loved before. The <laughs> to all the boys I loved before. Yeah, it's a, a rom com I've talked about on Netflix. Oh. Um. She's gonna be in an action movie. She might be in the new X Men movie. Is this her? Yeah, La- Lana Condor. Uh, she is in an X-Men movie already. So, <laughs> she yes, can be uh, in she a Marvel. She played Jubilee in, in a X-Men Apocalypse. So she yeah. can be oh, in that's a Marvel a, That's movie a great now. choice. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, except she's already Jubilee. Oh, is that the same? X-Men is now, because of the Disney merger with Fox, is now going to be owned. So you can't be an X-Men and a... Well, yeah. <laughs> Unless they're going to recast, which I could see them doing. So uh, that can still count. Um, that can still count for you, though. Yeah, so that's but, uh, Lana Condor. Yeah, yeah. Um, so interesting is that um, from, um, um, what's her name? Oh, Constance Wu. Wu, thank you, is being rumored. That would have been yeah, nice. Yeah, from Crazy Rich Asians <laughs> yeah. um, is being rumored as, as interest. So yeah. you... Um, Pretty good, actually. You you got within the area of some, and you got one hundred percent right yeah. with Allison Brie. So there you go. That was Taylor casting. I phase knew what four. they were going for. So Squirrel Girl would be Emma Stone, Adam Warlock, a- Alexander Skarsgård, She-Hulk, Allison Brie, Galactus, Morgan Freeman, and Nova is Alana Condor. There you go. There you go. Not bad. Not too bad, Taylor. That These casting games are fun. Yes, we should. <laughs> we'll do this with the Barbie movie. Yay! Um, okay, so let's talk about some movies that you saw. Let's start with Hellboy. It was so. When I told Mike I was going to this movie, he was kind of gobsmacked. Yeah. But when I explained why, you came around to it. So I like, you know, it has witches, it has demons. It's, well, that's more up your alley yeah. when it comes to movies. Like to definitely. me, I don't. I didn't, I don't really, I know it's considered a superhero movie, but I'm more interested in a demon fighting a witch. Um, And that's why the superhero genre is so fascinating, (laughs) because you can have several subgenres within it that appeal to people like you. That's why I like, so Dan went, I'm like, oh, how do you, like, I don't know. He says to me, like, oh, you don't like superhero movies. And I said, I never said I don't like superhero movies. I like DC, not Marvel. I think DC characters are much more interesting than oh, they, Marvel characters. Oh, they have a history of that, absolutely. So yeah. that's, I feel like they I have, have been worse filmmakers. misrepresented <laughs> <laughs> on air and in person. I, like, I really like Batman, hmm. but Batman hasn't always been treated well on camera. I grew up a DC fan. Yeah. I was a huge DC fan because the comic books and even the cartoons and the TV I shows I grew up on the animated Batman. Animated Batman, yeah. So, anyway, so I'm not, I don't like, like, I don't know, Captain America is, like, so off-putting to me, because, like, it's American imperialism, and I'm so off-put by Iron Man, because he's a billionaire technocrat. I don't think you understand Captain America. Um, But anyways, so, 
I don't think it's unusual that I wanted to see Hellboy when you think that if you look at it more of a like a demon, like a good demon fighting for the forces of good. Yeah. But see, this is the thing, though. That's assuming you have to assume that someone is a rational human being in order to go. F- because when someone says they generally don't like superhero movies, they will lump everything under superhero movie. You're relatively rational and you know that there are nuances. nuances to everything. You know, Deadpool is a superhero movie that a lot of people like because it's not like other superhero movies, even though it's 100% superhero mm-hmm. movie. Like, I'm talking structurally, there's no difference between Deadpool and an Avengers movie. Yep. It is structurally the exact same movie, except they're poking fun at it, but they're still following the structure to the letter. So there's there's nuances and there's differences within those films. So, yeah, I think... Other people who are not you, who who say I don't like superhero movies, but I'm going to see Hellboy. That's a huge shocker. Yeah. For you, yeah, you you like this type of thing around demons and yeah. hell and that thing. So it makes sense that you would be drawn to that, mm-hmm. regardless of the genre of movie. If yeah. It was a romantic comedy. You'd probably still be there if it was called Hellboy. Yeah, like the, if the if romantic, a demon was know, falling in love. Two demons falling in love. In Hello, a where, sign yeah, me up. Absolutely. <laughs> Let's cast that movie. <laughs> okay. Um, so, anyways. <laughs> So in the new Hellboy, so if our listeners don't know, um, Del Toro made two Hellboy mm-hmm. movies in the early 2000s. Yeah. It was supposed to be, I think, a trilogy, yes. and then it never. the third movie never happened. I'm not sure, you yeah. know, maybe the second movie didn't make a lot of money. Neither of which performed exactly the way they wanted to. Yeah. They're more cult hits mm-hmm. more so than anything else. So um, I actually haven't seen... The original Hellboy movies, and I haven't read the comic books, but the story has always appealed to me, you know, like a demon that's being harnessed for good, and he's a complicated character. The demon's still inside of him, so is he good or bad? We don't know. Um, my problem with the new Hellboy, so I, you can't really, I guess it's, A, I haven't seen the original ones, but you really shouldn't compare this one to the originals because it's a different Mm. franchise, you know, different um, director, different writer and everything. But my biggest problem with the new Hellboy movie was that it really felt like a lot of setup for the next movie. Like, it didn't Mm. feel like a standalone movie. Like, it felt like they were just kind of like, okay, we need to we need to lay down the mythology for the next movies yeah. in a franchise. And I think um, that's not a great way <laughs> to make all. a movie. Not at all. So it, it, in itself, it was like a fun movie to watch. Like I went with Dan and, uh, and our friends Bronwyn and Andrew. And, you know, it was a nice night out with our, our buddies. But um, will we remember the story, you know, next week? <laughs> Probably not. That's yeah. like it was kind of forgettable. Um, the new Hellboy, and maybe you want to look this up. It's the sheriff from, uh, Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he did a really good job. Some of the, the writing's a little corny. So like, you know, he's only working with what he, what he has, but like Hellboy's supposed to be like kind of tough, but like funny. I thought he did a, a, a pretty good job. Like I, I think he can carry a franchise. David Harbour. Yeah. So I think he can carry the franchise. No problem. Um, but we'll see if there's kind of enough meat, you know, hopefully the next movie will have an actual story. Like it felt like this movie was a lot of vignettes that 
we're, we're smushed together to get us to the next movie, mm. if that makes sense. Which is, is a big mistake they make in these types of franchise movies where they spend too much time trying to set up a, a sequel without knowing they're going to get one, which can really ruin movies. Yeah, like, can really shoot you in the foot. And I think, like, A, like, give the audience a little bit of credit. Yep. Like, we don't... You know, the movie-going audience is fairly um, intelligent now. We, we've hmm. seen enough movies that we know how to watch a movie, and we can kind of understand without you telling us everything. Also, in terms of storytelling, you don't need to tell us everything. Like, every vignette had its own backstory. Like, oh, we have to tell them how, why this thing is happening. And sometimes you don't. You know what I mean? Like well, sometimes the mystery is is what's interesting. Or is, save is it for annoying. the next movie. Yeah, save it for the next movie. Yeah, yeah. The mystery of what is that? Oh, we're not touching upon that now. Okay, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. So and so the main enemy of the movie, um, they like spend a lot of time like gearing up to the enemy, and then they defeat her really easily. And I was kind of like. My friend Brown and I were like, is that it? Like, is the movie done? And then they did kind of like a six months later mm. scene and then like the post end credit scene. So like even like the pacing was oh, kind of weird. Yeah. One description of the movie that I read was that like, you'll like this movie if you're a 15 year old boy. Just like there's a lot of cool stuff, but like that cool stuff doesn't really add up. A lot of people said that about the first one, though, yeah. too. A lot of people did, that, that, that it's really targeted for, for teenage boys, specifically. Well, you know, I have a, a lot of sensibilities of a teenage boy, so <laughs> that's fine. There's nothing wrong with, you know, sometimes people say, oh, this movie is for such and such audience. There's nothing wrong with making movies for specific audiences, no. right? So, But I do think that the story fails to kind of have a coherent... It was a, I mean, it was a coherent narrative. Like you could follow it and you understood what was happening, but it just seems like very like yeah. this thing happened, then this thing happened, and then this thing happened, and it's like, well, maybe just tell one thing that's happening. <laughs> Anyways, but um, it looked cool, good production value. There's like one scene at the very end that has like a really cool fight scene with a cool song. I wish they set up every fight scene like that. Mm. Um, like the last fight scene was really sick. And the other ones, you're kind of like, eh, well, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Huh. yeah. Anyway, so that's my review of so That's your Hellboy. review of Hellboy. Wow. If you're a 15-year-old boy, you're going to like it. Yeah, and it's interesting because I think that a lot, in my opinion, a lot of superhero movies and this genre has, has done a really good job of expanding what an audience is who likes, like, what a superhero movie-going audience is. They've expanded that, that um, description. And even in even the first Hellboy movie, and I haven't seen this one, but even from the, the previews, I got that sense of, oh, I think that's backtrack a little bit. Like, I think it's now yeah. really back-focused to who liked superhero movies yeah. 10, 15 years ago. But now I do think the audience ha is different. Like, there are people going to, to Shazam and Captain Marvel and Wonder Woman and Black Panther who wouldn't have, wouldn't gone, have gone to Captain anything else. America exactly, movies. because they're different. Um, but, you know, again, I think there's... I think there's a lot of value to Captain America as a character. So. <laughs> Discussion for another day. Yeah. Um, so what? What? Give it your rating then. What? What? This is a stream it. Stream it. This okay. is like a fun like. Yeah. It's like a fun movie to watch with friends. Yeah. But it's Don't not. Don't out to see it. Yeah. yeah, and it's gonna be pretty forgettable. I think. Okay. There you, you know. Go. Hellboy is a stream it. Okay. And then uh, why don't you talk to us about Stockholm? I had a lot of problems with Stockholm. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> so Stockholm is about. Um, 
the case, like the true life case that originated the term Stockholm Syndrome. So if you don't know what that means, it's essentially when someone is kidnapped or held hostage and they begin to identify with the captors to the point where they side with the captors over the authorities. Hmm. So for instance, like maybe the police say, oh, hostage, please do this for us. They'll say, no, we're going to do what the what my captor is telling me to do. Right. So that's kind of like the short and sweet of Stockholm Syndrome. The movie takes place in Stockholm in a bank. Um, weirdly, they like... <laughs> So in real life, it was just like two um, Swedish, because Stockholm's in Sweden, right? Yes. Yeah. It's just it's two, the capital of Sweden. Yeah, yeah. It's two Swedish bank robbers who did it. But in the great, the great logic of filmmaking, they decided to make the main bank robber Swedish American. Okay. Played by Ethan Hawke. <laughs> and it was just, I don't really get why Ethan Hawke is casted in things like why the film community still thinks that he's like a really great pick i don't like i don't really see the allure of him and i spoke about this when i reviewed his rom-com earlier in the fall yeah, that was in the, that was way back in the and fall, yeah. um again like i thought that was really weird casting like i didn't get it and so the whole point in my so in my mind for this movie to be successful we needed to identify with the captors in the same way that the hostages identified with the captors. And in no way did I identify with Ethan Hawke's character. Mm. Like, he was kind of annoying. <laughs> so, like, I wasn't rooting for him. Mm. All of the other actors in the movie played their characters very straight. So the movie's being billed as a, um, a dramedy, like comedy-dramedy comedy drama sorry so it's supposed to be a drama with comedic aspects um and this the actors who did straight performances still got laughs you know what i mean like they they gave a straight performance but it was still comedic in their acting ethan ock like had an unhinged performance that did not match the rest of the cast Mm. and i think like dan my boyfriend was like maybe they were doing that on purpose and i think directors can make those choices but like it's sometimes a gamble, and in this case, it didn't pay off. Yeah. Um, because again, like when everyone's giving a straight performance, and then you have Ethan Hawke being like a kind of like slapstick. Yeah. It doesn't really make sense. So that didn't work. <laughs> so that's, well, and that's the problem that you're kind of bringing up is if if this is a film that's showing what is a like Stockholm syndrome. Everybody knows what that is for the most part, but, but you've heard it or that's a term yeah. you've heard. So it's setting up something like an origin of something that's relatively significant. And if you don't pull off the likability of the, the people who are taking hostages, then that's, that's an issue. Like that's gonna, that's gonna ruin the entire effect of it. Cause as you said, like as an audience member, you're following, you're generally in, in this particular case, you should be following along and and feeling the same things that other characters are feeling Mm -hmm. so there should be some you you should also think the character's likable yeah it was just it was strange and then there's like another bank robber who like through kind of like a series of you know events is like teamed up with ethan hawk like he comes into the the hostage situation and again like they become like kind of co-captors right Hmm. Um, he was not fleshed out, like, at all. Like, he didn't give a bad performance, but, like, it was weird that you introduce another captor 
and then but Ethan Hawke is still supposed to be the person you identify with. So you've got this character who you're supposed to identify with who's really annoying and then an underdeveloped other character that you also introduce. Yeah. And so it's just <laughs> which is weird. So like part of it was bad writing, right? Yeah, like yeah. um bad, you know, Ethan Hawke gave a really weird performance which to me is the fault of the director. It was weird to me that the director wasn't trying to rein that in. Maybe he did try to rein it in and that's our reined in version. It's, you know, I don't know what the real bank robbers were like in real life, but to me, how they should have played it was um, charisma. You know, the, the bank robbers should have been very charismatic, whereas, like, Ethan Hawke is more, like, bumbling almost. Yeah. And it's like... I don't know. That to me is like, oh, like. Which is generally not an appealing quality. He has in, a radio. Yeah. He like wants to listen to Bob Dylan while he does the bank heist. Yeah. Like that. Clever. It was just. Yeah. So for me, um, more like more or less, it was a OK movie, mm. um, you know, which is kind of the vast majority of film this day. It's it's OK. Um, would I even say go see it in the screening room? Probably not. Like yeah. this to me is almost a skip it just because Ethan Hawke gives such a weird performance. Like we were talking earlier before the show, like with Nicolas Cage, you can expect a weird performance, yeah. but like it adds to the movie or it's yeah. utilized in such a way like Ethan Well, there's ha- something there, right? Yeah. Like everyone knows Nicolas Cage and there's something to like, I kind of want to see what he like, yeah, what, what is he's he gonna do to next? What is his brain thinking? But I don't think Ethan Hawke's on that level in it. No, way. so it was just. I mean, I've never cared less about an actor than I do about Ethan Hawke. He just doesn't even cross my mind. So again, ever. weird casting, right? Yeah. You'd think you'd want someone who has a lot of st- uh, charisma, a lot of screen presence, um, somebody who can who can show like sympathetic ma- makes yeah makes sense that they're. A, a criminal and you can see that but has a bit more charm and charisma and maybe has something there like there's something more in depth to them that makes them a relatable character in some way so the writers tried to make the audience sympathize with ethan hawk by like telling his backstory like or like oh he was so nice to the he held someone hot he was robbing a house and the old man had a heart attack and he got the old man his pills. That's supposed to be like the pivotal story where we now think mm-hmm. Ethan Hawke's a good guy. Mm-hmm. And I think, I don't care. I don't know if, hmm. I guess, I guess this might be a me thing. This might be a me thing. I don't want the criminal else. to be a good guy. Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> care if the criminal's good or not. To me, that's not where the Stockholm Syndrome comes from. Yeah. It's their ability to convince or or be charming and manipulative enough, but even not maybe even try to be manipulative to, to give people sympathy and to make them feel sympathetic, to make them feel safe with To me, that's Stockholm syndrome is you're yeah. feeling safe and secure with this person. Maybe you shouldn't be. And I feel like they don't have to be a nice person, but to me, I don't know, giving someone their pills, I feel like that's just getting up in the morning, you know, like it's I don't, just kind of I, a just cop don't out. Like, I don't like praising people for getting up and like eating breakfast and brushing your teeth and walking out the door. Like, I know that's hard for some people, but like, I feel like that's the bare minimum. Like give this guy his pills. The story just would have been more interesting if they didn't cop out in that way by being like, look at all these things that happened in the past. See, yeah. he's a nice yeah. guy. It, focusing on him here in this moment, in moment and showing that charisma or showing that 
intrigue and showing the comfort of people growing with him as opposed to oh here's a flashback there you go he's fine i also thought it was weird in terms of storytelling the movie is called stockholm it's supposed to be about stockholm syndrome i thought that they would the crime would be committed we would then see like the court case and how the term came to be oh that would have been interesting yeah it, that doesn't happen oh i see so the movie didn't do the things that i wanted it to <laughs> oh, do okay yeah and see is... that's that's the worst when you get into a movie and you have some expectations which isn't always the movie's fault but for the most part when you title it something when you create previews when you create buzz around something when you put out a description it's supposed to give a, a, a view of what the movie's like and clearly you went into it wanting like i thought things. there'd be a court case yeah. i thought you know yeah. um the movie is bookend by like one of the captors doing like a voiceover being mm-hmm. like oh do you know what they call us <laughs> and it was like again just yeah, cheesy like, like it would have yeah. it, it was yeah so mine's a skip it skip it there you go so stockholm is a skip it but there are a lot of other great things to see at the screen room i've, heard, I've heard nothing about but amazing things about um hotel mumbai I've heard nothing but amazing things about that movie, so go check it out. There you go. Um, okay, so quickly before we get into headlines, I just wanted to give a little quick preview of what is happening Thursday, Avengers Endgame. So for those of you who don't know or you're Taylor and you're giving me a face right now, um, <laughs> this is I'm just the... thinking about how uncomfortable my butt is on this slanty chair. Oh, well, okay. Well, just <laughs> keep it to yourself, okay? It's Avengers time. Um, so this, this, is, this Endgame movie is basically the second part of an Avengers movie that came out last summer called Avengers Infinity War, except they didn't want to call it a part one and part two, but it's basically going to really end or bring close to an end um, of the arc of the past 10 years of 22 movies that have introduced us to the Avengers, which is a group of heroes assembled to, uh, well, defend Earth and avenge people. Um, So this movie really has set the universe into an interesting place. So spoiler alert for Infinity War. But not, I mean, if you're even remotely interested and you're still listening. I feel listening. like there has to be some sort of, if a movie's been out a year, it's your fault You would think, but people still now. get angry. Spoiler alert for Avengers Infinity War, because I'm going to set up Endgame. What happened at the end of Avengers Infinity War is something that has almost never happened in a superhero movie where the villain wins. The villain, um, his name is Thanos, wants to collect these um, Infinity Stones that uh, he puts onto a gauntlet that was created for him that allows him to have basically ultimate power of the universe. An Infinity Stone is essentially um, this, this gem that contains within it a certain power of the universe so there's the soul stone the mind stone the reality stone all these the time stone so once he's able to harness all of them he believes he will have ultimate power to do whatever he wants he snaps his finger and wipes out half the living life in the universe so that was his goal all along as he he believes there aren't enough resources for people and overpopulation is an issue. So by eliminating half the universe, people will be happier. So, you know, people say he's evil, but... We're uh, not getting into that no, discussion, okay? Yeah. Um, someone already made me very angry earlier in the week with this discussion, <laughs> so I am not talking about that right He now. was doing what he thought was best for the universe. That doesn't make it right. So um, <laughs> basically what happens at the end of the movie is he collects all the stones and he snaps his fingers before Thor can kill him and uh, half the universe is wiped out and then he disappears. And the remaining Avengers have to figure out what to do next so that's where this movie is set up so Endgame is really going to be what happens next how do they solve this problem um what do they do uh next so it really is again i think why it's the most interesting thing to me is it's the end of 10 years of 
films that I've been watching since the first Iron Man came out. Um, and they've, you know, they, they have rare misses. In 22 films, I think there's maybe three that I would say are relatively accepted as not that great, and the rest are, are really strong films. So to me, that's interesting, and this is a moment in cinematic history because this has never happened. When the first Avengers movie came out, that had never happened before in cinematic history, where characters from several different movies came together in, in one movie, all of them separate yet somehow connected. Um, so I just think what they've been able to do with this is incredible such an amazing feat in film and i don't think we talk about that enough of of what it means for for film and if you go to this movie and i really think you should even if you're not a big superhero fan i think you should watch infinity war and just like suck it up and go see endgame because hundreds of people work on these movies and what marvel has done is created thousands upon thousands of jobs for people and given filmmakers who normally might not have huge opportunities a chance to to make a lot of money and do whatever they want ryan coogler who did a small movie called fruitfield station and then did the creed movies they're the first creed movie he got to direct black panther and now he can do any project he wants because he directed a major movie he has a lot of money he can back his own projects and do whatever he wants so that's a it's a young filmmaker who wouldn't normally get an opportunity and that's what they've been trying to do is almost every movie they've been doing has been directed by an indie filmmaker that they're trying to give them a, a big opportunity so that's just my little quick rant about the avengers movie go see endgame it, it opens friday but there are preview performances thursday which is when i'm going they are sold out on thursday though so mike bought all the tickets i bought yeah i bought 14 tickets i am forcing 13 other people to come see this movie with me some of them really want to go friends or enemies uh mostly friends some enemies you know you it's, go. you yeah, gotta you mix gotta... it up it you know it can't <laughs> keep be. it interesting it, it's basically what i call friends and others these there other people so it'll be uh it'll be a big movie event i'm really pumped for it and, and i hope other people are too mike you're gonna do a poll Yes, I'm going to do a poll after today's episode. I'm going to put it out on our social media, and I want people to just think about it or write in for next week's episode. It's called an over-under. So I'm going to give you a number, and you have to tell me whether or not it's over or under this number. Price of right rules. Yes, exactly. So what it is is the over-under is how many times will I see Avengers Endgame in theaters between thursday and our next episode of screening in kingston on tuesday so how many times which airs at three so you could technically make a matinee i could so <laughs> i'm the over number number is three so am i going to see it more than three times or am i going to see it less than three what times? happens if you see it three times three and less i will say like i was oh, like okay. three three and less is is one and over three times okay, so four and more is the other and keeping in mind i'm seeing it once thursday and i currently have no weekend plans so it's who knows? three hours I saw the first Star Wars movie six times in theaters over the time it was in theaters. So. But that's over the whole run. Yes. The, I'm talking about how many times will I see it between now and the next episode. One weekend, essentially, or like a long weekend. Do you think of it that way? Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be the poll. I'm going to put it out on social media, and people are going to vote, and let's see what happens. And I'm sure, listeners, you'll get the full rundown on Tuesday. Yeah, next I don't, Tuesday. We, we were just talking about what to do about next Tuesday's episode, and we might talk about it. might be a Marvel episode. We don't know. <laughs> we're going to see. Truth and time will tell. Yeah, and then Taylor said she won't be here. <laughs> we, we I will politely no. decline. People won't like that. They like to have you here. Well, let's move <laughs> on, um, and we're now going to uh, do Not a Great Plan. It's time for everyone's favorite segment, beloved by every single listener, Not A Great Plan. Let's do a head count here. Your brother, the demigod, a super soldier, living legend who kind of lives up to the legend. 
a man with breathtaking anger management issues, a couple of master assassins, and you, big fella. You've managed to piss off every single one of them. That was the plan. Not a great plan. That's right, it's not a great plan, where we take a look at headlines and current movie news and see what Tony Stark thinks of them. Here's our first headline. Roman Polanski now suing the Academy over his expulsion. Not a great plan. Okay. So, um, I guess last year, maybe, I'm not sure the um, exact time. It was at the height of the Me Too movement, and it was the same day that Bill Crosby was expelled from the Academy. Um, So, Roman Polanski was also expelled. Um, Roman Polanski's lawyers are now suing, um, saying that Polanski didn't receive any warning. He doesn't know why he was expelled. But, wait, he doesn't know why. I thought thought there was a lot of information that came out about him. Well, uh, he knows what he's accused of. Oh, I see. So it's one of those, I don't know what's uh, wrong. Like Bill Crosby, I didn't do those things. Are you so. trying to say Bill Cosby? What am I saying? Crosby? Cosby. Cosby, Crosby is a hockey player. Sorry. <laughs> but uh, you know who I'm talking about. I know who you're talking about. I so just want to make sure. Clarify that. for our listeners <laughs> so that they know who I'm talking yeah. about. So anyways, Roman Polanski is, one of, is my problematic fave. He has done some bad things, but oh my gosh, is he... He's one of the best filmmakers alive. I, his body of work is outstanding. Um, but Wasn't he married to... Um, Shannon Tate. Who, who was, was murdered. murdered. Yeah. So she'll be in the... Her her you know her likeness will be in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Played by Margot Robbie, yeah. I believe. Yeah. So um, whether or not there'll be a Roman Polanski in the film... They seem to, to be doing this thing where it's... it's the, they're like characters, but not like yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio is essentially playing Burt Reynolds, but isn't they're not the, calling no, him Burt. Yeah, it's not Burt Reynolds. Yeah. So um, it's like the article essentially was like Roman Polanski, like you essentially have gotten off scot free for your alleged crimes. Like essentially, he was he's been accused of raping a 13 year old girl in the 70s. Um, he then fled the United States and lives in Europe, essentially. Mm-hmm. So he can't be extradited. So um, people are kind of like, where do you get off trying to fight this when yeah. you haven't even come back to like, it would be one thing if, you know. Unless he like 100% believes he's innocent. But but if you 100% believe you're innocent, you should come back yeah, and you stand trial. Yeah, you wouldn't have left. Absolutely. So um, it's an interesting, I, I it's I try not. I try to avoid Polanski talk because I love his movies so much, and you know, the conversation always comes up: Do we stop engaging with art of problematic people? But I, I mean, um, I, I thought you and I did a good job of yeah, addressing we that we before, have. where we kind of have left it up to each individual person yeah. to make that. And we have. So really. I watch. I, I'll go on record. I, I still watch Polanski movies and think yeah. he's a, an amazing filmmaker, but I don't agree with him. <laughs> trying to sue the academy no i don't think that that's fair and the academy has come out with a statement saying we think we've been just and we stand by our decision and the academy has rules i mean like any organization there are bylaws and rules and just because you don't understand that you violated something i mean it's pretty simple to say like this is how you violated it so i don't get what i think they expelled him based on the his alleged crime yeah which is i think I think they have the I right think, to yeah, do that. If you murder someone, you probably shouldn't be allowed yeah, yeah. in the academy. Well, I think the academy has the right to do that. It's a with professional anybody. body, yeah, right? Yeah, about 100%. Yeah. So I think any, you know, if you were a doctor yeah. and you murdered someone 
because of malpractice, the doctor, the doctor board would revoke you of your license, right? So, anyways, that's that's the Roman the Plansky, term, the doctor board, the doctor board. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Next headline: <laughs> Netflix to finally embrace chaos in the form of a random episode feature. Not a great plan. So what? So they haven't. Um, uh, like everything else, Netflix is pretty cagey when they, you know when they announce things um they haven't given us all the details it seems like there's going to be a random episode feature and then a random show feature so like i assume you know you would click you know random um and then the it and then you get a random episode or a random show it's not clear if it's like across the whole netflix catalog or if it's going to be like based on your playlist yeah because that that would be the thing as to whether or not this is a good idea or not if if it's based off of your viewing habits and you're like i don't know what to do i just want to find yeah, that's something cool. that's kind of cool but if it's random yeah can you imagine like it's chaos yeah you're, I don't know, like pick like the most uh, obscure horror movie yeah and it, and it starts playing <laughs> there are some also really weird things like bad things on Netflix, like not good. Like borderline films. porn. Almost yeah, absolutely. Sometimes. Yeah, it's just wow. So, I if I mean obviously, Netflix has a very good user friendly interface. Mm-hmm. Like I, in my opinion, it's the best platform for streaming just because it's so user friendly. Yeah. So I can't imagine these features being like not well integrated. They, is they, what I'm they trying must to have say. A, they must have a plan. And a like kind of like it, a yeah. shuffle button on iTunes. It just doesn't sound like a good. Plan. I know. <laughs> like it just well, doesn't sound. Why like would it's you want to watch? Like a. It's different. Like say like. I can see it for like Friends or The Simpsons or Family Guy. You know, like shows that have been syndicated, and you just yeah. want a random episode. I also could see it like the example you just gave: shuffle on an iPod. You put your songs on there, so I could see it being: here's your list on Netflix, and you don't know what to watch next, and you click random, and it picks something from your yeah. list. That's different because you've made that choice. But if it's across Netflix, you're gonna get things that you have no idea. Like World War II documentary. Yeah, and then Netflix will start suggesting things based upon something. I've done that before, where I've tried something hated it and then netflix won't stop giving me suggestions that are close to it we think you'd like this yeah no i don't like it netflix so anyways you know truth and time will tell as to how this feature plays out um i think if integrated properly will actually be a pretty cool feature you know for the shows that you've watched for you fuller house maybe you want a (laughs) random fuller house episode exactly maybe i just want to dive into fuller house and you know it doesn't doesn't matter where we're the office shows that you know sitcoms you don't need to watch them necessarily in order yeah. Um, I could like I would like that for like um, Bob's Burgers. Yeah. yeah so yeah. we'll see. All right. Next headline. Johnny Depp now being accused of trying to get Amber Heard kicked off of Aquaman. Not a great plan. He just needs to stop. He's um, the article actually went into uh, almost not all of them, but the major uh, legal entanglements he's currently ensnared in, like the like amount of court cases he's currently um dealing with so you know the one the australia pet one um the man who accused him of assault on set like he is like it's not just amber that he's you know involved with like there is a there is a number of court cases that are pending or in process so um, apparently johnny depp kind of um was trying to stonewall amber who is his ex-wife we've kind of been following this story you know kind of off and on um because johnny depp um is suing his ex-wife for defamation i think is the defamation defamation is the term um so now it's coming to light that he 
was trying to get her blacklisted on certain films. And she's she's alluded to being blacklisted in some of um, in some written pieces. She hasn't been like the to I mean to her credit, I don't even know if that's you know I can say that, but she's never gone out and been like Johnny Depp is the one no. doing these things. No, I don't think she's you know ever right? said she's that. never said that. She's always just been like I know what it's like or this has happened to me. These are my experiences, but she's never named names. So the fact that Johnny Depp just keeps going after her, and she's like, if you, I've, I've heard some interviews with her, like she's had a rough go in Hollywood. So I think that it's kind of give one her her thing success. Her. Yeah, and Aquaman was a big success for her. And frankly, like I even thought she did pretty well in in that role. Like I'm, I, I'm very critical of the DC universe, and Aquaman was okay. How vindictive do you good. have to be to? pretty vindictive bar Uh, bar her from jobs because now it's not about this is where this is where i always lose respect for for people when they do this because now it's not about the thing anymore it's no longer about the the bad thing that may or may not have happened now it's about hurting each other and specifically johnny depp like just won't leave she has not ever gone after him the not publicly i don't i I don't know who knows we have no idea but she donated her divorce settlement to uh victims of spousal abuse you know what i mean like and the media she's coming off in really good light and everything johnny does looks so bad always believe actions over words always like i i don't care what you say it's it's how you behave and again i don't know the situation for all i know amber heard's a terrible person i don't know her we'll never meet her but i agree with she's acting pretty classy she's acting pretty classy but from what i'm seeing i'm that's a great action like she everything she's done and even when people are attacking her she she seems sort of coy about talking about it. Even yeah. in interviews, she doesn't want to talk about it. She doesn't want to bring it up. So she's taking this in a very classy way, and I just don't think she's being treated very well. I think we only have time for one last headline, okay. and it's my favorite one. Okay, go for your favorite headline. Jason Momoa looks weird without a beard. Not a great plan. Not a great plan. Just stick to the beard. <laughs> so he... Um, he sh- I haven't seen a picture of him with a beard. Let me he shaved up. his beard for charity. It's to bring awareness to recycling. Um, he's partnered with um, an organization that is kind of touting aluminum as the alternative to plastic. Um, so it's for a good cause. Um, but he's definitely one of those guys that uh, looks better with a beard. <laughs> We'll have to we'll have to post the photo on social media and do another poll, yay or nay, to the beard. But um, he <laughs> I mean, just looks like an he looks yeah. very like you would not look twice at him on the street. I'm gonna say nay. Yeah, I he definitely looks much better with the beard. I've I've gone on record saying I think he looks kind of like a foot. Anyways. Anyway, but mainly like with he looks a lot better with the beard like he he, he the is beard considered suits a very handsome well. man i know he is i don't get it but, but now that's fine. i would say not but so some much. people just some people just fit like facial hair just works for yeah. them and i just think maybe he's one of those people who just like he he wears facial hair very well but when he shaves it yeah I, I, that happens and um it should be noted that's seven years of beard growth that he shaved off now he's trimmed his beard. For he's roles, probably though. yeah, yeah like, like it's, it's groomed, not completely, yeah, but it's like groomed. he's that's yeah. like seven years oh, of beard. Gotcha. Wow. Um, that he well he said in the video. So, uh, R.I.P. Really cares about recycling. 
in aluminum. I mean, he'll have a beard in a couple of days. Yeah, he looks you like know. he can grow a beard. Yeah, he, okay. like, it's fine. Like, I, if I shaved today, I'd have a beard by the weekend. But so millions of women were crying when they saw that. Yeah, no, and that's... And I'm, I'm sure some men as I'm well. Sure, I'm sure it's a shocking thing. Could you buy? Yeah. Anyways, that's that. There those you go. are our headlines. So that's our episode today. Um, thank you to everybody for for listening. I'm as you can tell, I'm really excited about Avengers, and I look forward to maybe talking about that next week. We don't know. Um, but uh, in the meantime, in the meantime, go see on. some movies. No. Oh, oh, no, you ruined it. Okay. Oops. Well, there you go. Sorry. That's what it is. See you later. Bye.